Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save. With your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent, they'll take care of you and your family. Go local, go with the home team. Mike D at Mike Dettelier on Twitter. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. This is the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You can watch the show right now on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. Mike D, um, we were talking to Jeff Duncan lately, uh, yesterday, and how, how much do you think, because he's, he's again in, in the Super Bowl again, how much do you think Sean Payton regrets firing Steve Spagnola after that was a year that he had to sit out and then he fires him at the Senior Bowl? How much do you think he regrets that firing? <laughs> Knowing Sean, he got zero regrets. I mean, that's just the way he feels about it. Um, it. It's a mystery here of exactly kind of what happened in a historically bad defense. Uh, Sean was not around, but he had heard everything we heard media-wise. Uh, it, it, it's not any secret. A lot of the players on this team uh, did not connect very well with Steve Spagnola at all. And there was some discourse uh, with a number of players and the way Spagnola coached defensively. So, and you got to know Sean. He could care less about that. That that's way down on the list uh, as far as uh, regrets that he might have. Uh, I just think it's a, it's a great story. I know Steve a little bit. I know guys on his staff uh, better. Uh, Brandon Daly's one of them. Brandon has been to our Louisiana line camp 19 straight years. Wow. He's been to Louisiana line camp. He was the New England Patriots uh, defensive line coach and run game defensive coordinator. He left because he was good friends with Spagnola, And he went initially – to Kansas City as their defensive line coach, run game, defensive coordinator, and then switched to linebackers. In less than two weeks, he will play, he will coach in his eighth Super Bowl. 
uh, when I interviewed him this summer, him and I were talking, and he was like, you know, for me it was it's seven Super Bowls he's coached in. Won five, lost two. Now he'll be in his eighth. And he's always praised Steve about his attention to detail, his ability to get the very most out of a player, and that uh, he puts a lot of emphasis on the cerebral part of the game. Maybe all that didn't click here. Uh, that was some massive turnover in personnel from that defense um, in in a couple years. So it, it didn't jive together very well with the personnel here, but then Sean made some massive personnel changes. But does it bother him? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> no, it doesn't bother Sean one bit about what happened here. I think he felt he had to make that move and go to someone else because uh, at that time, Sean heard, which many of us in the media heard, it was not connecting between Spagnola and the players. Mike D on the Out of Bounds Show. All right, let's go to Dan Campbell. Uh, Sean Payton, former <laughs> Sean Payton assistant. You know him. Um, everybody's talking about him going. He's been going for fourth down all year, and he didn't hesitate in the playoffs, and he didn't hesitate in the NFC Championship game. Um, how do you see it, Mike? Should he have kicked the field goal? Should he have kept doing what he was doing? Where do you land on it? Uh, the the two things that jumped, I think, I, I, I mean, for me, I'd have kicked the field goal, and I would have not thrown, I would have not run the football on the third down near the goal line. But, you know, Dan has always been a very aggressive, hyper-aggressive coach, and he, did, he has done that more than any other coach in the NFL. So he pretty much stuck to what he has always done, and that has been aggressive and try to go for touchdowns instead of settling for a field goal. It didn't surprise me. Was it the smart thing to do? No. Uh, I think, you know, at that point in time, you kick the field goal, you take the three points. And <clears throat> if you're trying to keep your timeouts, why'd you run the football on third down? Uh, th those two things. And I think running the football on the third down play, I think he probably regrets that a lot more than going for it because if you've been in that mode of going for it all season long, and if you've watched Detroit, that's exactly what he's done, uh, it shouldn't surprise you. It shouldn't even be a question asked because if you've seen him, that's how he's been uh, the, the entire time. Would I have been more conservative with it? Yes, because it is the NFC championship game and I needed those points and it would have sort of broken I think a little bit of the momentum that the 49ers were starting to grasp at that point in time but you look at that game plan in the first half could it have been any better I mean they it was incredible the 49ers. oh man uh, I mean they had no and and this is what makes me before the season I, I picked Kansas City and San Francisco to get there. And I, I knew the Lions, I told you last week, they're going to keep this game close. Uh, you know, a lot of people you thought did. it was going to be a blowout, but I, I just knew it because the 49ers have had difficulty stopping the run. 
they could not stop Green Bay's rushing attack. Could not at all. And then had real difficulties stopping the run in the first half. So there's a kick there. And Kansas City and Andy Reid, they they see what I see, that there are some holes there uh, up front with the 49ers, and have they gotten a great pass rush? Bosa got a couple sacks, but it was late in the game. But they were able to keep Jared Goff clean for the most part. Uh, man, if you don't get pressure on Mahomes, you got you got difficulties, real difficulties uh, out there. So uh, Dan did what he's always done, and again, he's if you live by that, you're gonna die by that sometimes. Right. And and but he's one with it, that same aggressive state. So um, I, I get the criticism for him. I, I, I really do I understand it, and I would have been more conservative with it. But man, it's Dan Campbell through and through. Believe me, it's, it's just the way he is. And and he and that's not going to stop. He's always going to be that way. Always going to be that way. It's just part of his DNA as a coach, and I think I get a little bit of it. A little bit of it is Parcells, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is Sean Payton. <laughs> who did things similar. I still think and he's Sean, coach of the year. Sean didn't. Sean could care less if anybody thought it should have been different with him. I mean, that's just his makeup as a coach. He's going to do it his way. You might not like it, but he's going to do it his way, one way or another. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Well, okay, so it's I think it's easy to beat up on Dan Campbell, but he also turned around a, a terrible franchise. He's done an amazing, remarkable job. Yeah, he, he's done a great job. Uh, I, you you got to give it to him. The structure of that organization was horrible. And he brought a picture of the type player that he wanted there. And I think that, to me, is such a big key in sports today. To have a coach that can throw that out there and and sort of build that structure and work with your GM, your player personnel people, to build that formula and put it in place. A lot of people talk about it. Very few can do it. They hold on to the same formula forever, and then it ends up sinking the boat. <laughs> um. So you were – how much are y'all around the assistant coaches, Mike D., throughout their time in New Orleans with the Saints? A lot during the summer, you know, because of the fact that, you know, going to practice daily, you, you're around them and you have access to them. So you, we, we knew Dan, you know, and Bobby knew Dan, and so – and he would hear us, you know, daily, and he would just laugh. That you you know you guys are like you know um, I'm gonna soften it up Cajun stereo 
he had another term for it. But I'll, I'll just say Cajun stereo was how he would put it. And and he he was like, man, I, I, it's hard to turn off. Listen, to this. it's it's really good. But you know, you know, he 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 had some terms for it. Uh, and he was he was funny about it. And then some coaches they don't they don't listen to anything. You sure. know, they might watch a little TV and that sort of thing. And so when you talk to them, they know who you are, but uh, you have access. And then, you know, you know, like with Zach, Zach was a player. Then he became media. Then he became coach. And so, you know, he knew us as media, as a player. And then he, we worked with him. <laughs> and so it was a connection. Uh, Bobby's roommate for a couple years, was uh, Doug Marone. Ah, okay. And so, you know, that was the connection he would tell me the story about. Man, one time I asked Bobby to help me trying to get a car. And he was like, Bobby, I'm not asking you to pay for it. Just ask me to hook me up with somebody that'll at least make me a good deal. I said, oh, you got it? He said, no, I'm still waiting. You know, it was was Doug being (laughs) Doug and kind of, putting the dig to Bear, So um, we all had connections. Then Coach O, when he was there for, for a short time uh, with the Saints, you know, because we all kind of grew up together, we're similar ages. Uh, we have, you know, probably a year or so apart between us. But so th- there's a lot of different connections, but we had a lot of access to those type guys uh, each and every day, especially during the summer during the practice sessions where they take you and, you know, you, you can ask for an assistant coach to, uh, to interview Curtis Johnson yeah. uh, was with the Saints for a long time. Tulane. Uh, was a Tulane coach. And, and then now, and I think he's in the, uh, the XFL or USFL. Um, Curtis grew up probably 20 minutes from me. Wow. Curtis was a great track athlete. Him and his brother, really great track athletes. And so uh, Curtis, Curtis coached all over, and then he coached with Sean at San Diego State, but he coached for a long time at Miami of Florida. Um, and uh, so uh, similar sort of kind of connect the dots as, as Coach O did because Coach O was there for a while. Hmm. Mike D, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Okay, so Mike, I just put some of this together. Um, Dan Campbell... Um, was drafted out of Texas A&M, and he played at the Cowboys from 03 to 05 while Sean was an assistant under Bill Parcells. I have that right. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Right. Correct. Okay. Okay. And then he kind of goes around, and then Sean brings him back in 2016, and then he goes from – you know, that – it's kind of rare, Mike, right? I mean, to to be an assistant head coach and tight ends coach and get a head coaching job – um, well, he was the interim coach with the Dolphins also. Right, but, I mean, and he, you know, he won a few games, and it wasn't a t- – I think he went five and seven, so it wasn't a bad stretch considering, I guess, the circumstances. But but you usually – not all the time. I mean, Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator for the Eagles before getting the Ravens gig, but you're usually an OC or a DC, right, Mike? So that's a little bit different path that, that Campbell was able to go from – assistant head coach, tight ends coach to the head coach, and it's worked. Yeah, and uh, I look at uh, Antonio Pierce uh, with the Raiders. That's right. And 
he he was never a coordinator, former player, uh, and but I, I think it, it's too much sometimes overblown with that. And there's different ways to skin the cat here. Sure, uh, we look at it and, and how you picking a head coach for the Lions. They needed a leader. They needed someone that could bring some leadership and structure to their organization. And I thought the best hire with Dan was he brought in Ben Johnson to run his offense. Look at Ben Johnson's career. Uh, what on that resume tells you he's going to be that type play caller? None. Uh, the first time I heard about Coach Johnson was Pete Jenkins. Pete was uh, working with the Dolphins' defensive line in front seven. And he told him, we've got a young kid out here. He said, Mike, he's pretty damn good. I said, what is he coach? He said, well, he's sort of a junior assistant. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, and he told me about Johnson. He said, man, he's real sharp, real sharp guy. But he said, you know, uh, um, just because Pete was one that would always tell you about a coach before he became the guy. Uh, he he would tell you about that that type of individual, and uh, he brought up Johnson to me, and you know he was uh, just a, an assistant coach with the Dolphins and becomes the coordinator of offense. And man, did he make it work! And he's close to getting the Commanders' job. I think he's going to be the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Yeah, so, man, there's different ways to do it. Uh, a lot of different ways to to get that job, and so I think it's what you're looking for. Uh, not everybody's going to have Jim Harbaugh's resume, right? <laughs> okay, that that's easy uh, when when you got that type of resume. But it, it's to find a guy like Dan Campbell, and and how he's made it work. And a lot of people sort of laughed at the press conference initially of you know, biting the kneecaps and, and all this other stuff. But if you knew Dan, that was not a real shocker because he he would say sometimes sort of outrageous things. And, um, he, and he'd back it up. But you knew one thing. He was a tough guy and he was a leader and he would bring some toughness and structure to that organization mm-hmm. and give Brad Holmes a lot of credit. He got him the type players he, he was looking for. Right. Now yeah. to add on to it, not having the high picks because that becomes the second kind of prong in all this. When you're picking up at the top of the draft, you sort of have a good feeling for those players early. It's when you start picking later because uh, at doing this for 37 years, you're probably in in a draft class averaging 21 to 22 real first-round pick grades. It's what happens after that. Because from probably 23 to 45, the grade difference is minimal. And who fits what you're doing? When they picked Jameer Gibbs, a lot of people, oh, they picked him too high. Right. Uh, Jack Campbell, they uh, picked him too high. Uh, Sam Laporta, oh, he didn't do that much at Iowa. Now, Brian Branch was a different story. I was surprised because I had Brian at 27. And he had a second-round pick grade, but I thought he'd go in round one. Brian played all over the board at Alabama and was really good. 
how he lasted to the second round, I still shake my head. And Laporta, for me, was 32. In a very deep tight end class last year. Ooh, he's that good. we may never see again. May, may never see that type tight end class again. So Dan picked him where he thought they were his type players and that they could make an immediate impact. You look at Campbell, Gibbs, Laporta, Branch, bang. It's Grand Slam home runs all across the board with those top four picks. Now you pick it much later. So that is a little different than when you're picking eighth or tenth or thirteenth. It's a different selection group because I think that um, the class expands where there's not much difference grade-wise. Hmm. Laporta can ball. You know, yes, he, he was a really good player, and uh, he worked out with a friend of mine, and I, I, I got to see it for two days. And I'm wondering, <clears throat> why didn't Iowa throw him the football more? You know, Well, they don't believe in first downs or scoring points. Dynamic. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, my thing is, hey, uh, just get him the football. But he was so nifty for a big man. And, and that's what jumped out at me. His ability, when he was in the open field, to find a crease, find an opening, but he was so nifty after the catch. And when you up right up right next to him, he is a big guy, and yet he is really quick and sudden out into the open field. Yeah. All four of those tight ends, Mike, Sunday, just on. Believable, and um, I, you know, there. Don't you think we have the? I mean, all four are amazing, and there's others in the league that are really, really good. But Kelsey and Kittle, I mean, these are these are the two best. And you see, Laporta brought broke every rookie record, you know, ever for a He's tight amazing. End. Uh, so you saw that, and and Andrews got hurt. Uh, during the season, but you look at his replacement, and Isaiah Lively is—he's a wide receiver playing tight end. Uh, but man, can he catch the football? He—he's a good player. But but Mark's one of the top guys. He will never test out well, and it's why he lasted as long as he did on draft day. And I knew it uh, when I saw him do all these individual workouts. That wasn't for him. Just get him on the field. And he makes plays. He's a lot faster with pads and a helmet on. They got guys today that get picked, and I shake my head. They're great athletes. They can't play football. Uh, But they can do all this Olympic stuff, which sort of throws you all kind of eye candy that you say, man, if I'm a coach and I hadn't really seen a ton of film on them when they're playing – you say, okay, uh, that guy's really good. You get him out on the field, he can't play worth a lick. Mark Andrews is a guy that can play at the highest level, and he's so good um, getting into and out of a cut and a break. Yeah. Can't, you can't see that in an individual drill. That That's something that's just innate about him. 
And I think, you know, Campbell, he would talk about this a lot when, like, we would do the interviews and he would come on Sean's show as a guest or whatever. And he would talk about this, uh, always looking for that special trait from a player on what he could do. I'm looking for that special trait that that makes him a football player. And he would say baller. I, I want that baller. I want that baller. I, I, he said, I don't care about all this, you know, if he can run a 4-5, 40-yard dash or he's got a 40-inch vertical jump or whatever. His deal is I just want him – I want to watch him play. He's right. He's absolutely right. And what he said in the locker room after the game, hit it. We may never walk down this aisle again. It's going to be much tougher. Because you are now hunting teams down, not a hunting you. Right. That's right. A different mindset. Mike Dettelier, fantastic today. Thanks, Mike D. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Love it. WWL Radio TV New Orleans. Brought to you by Sound and Communications. Do you need a video wall for your business or company? Soundcomav.com. Do you need a sound system or upgraded sound system for your junior college football field, high school, college, gymnasium, baseball field? Powered by soundcomav.com. Justin Parker, Mississippi State pitching coach at 930.